Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I'm your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self-knowledge, self-trust, self-acceptance, and self-expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Today, I hope you will enjoy my conversation with Robin Kimbrell Wiggs. Robin is a sacred guide. Utilizing the sacred practices of shamanic journeying and ceremony, she moves her clients through belief patterns and repeating behaviors to keep them from living their fullest, most beautiful life. She lives in Colorado with her partner, their dog, their cat, and four hens. Her favorite place to be in the world is in the forest, communing with the trees and being in stillness. Welcome, Robin. Thank you for being here. Thank you. This is a pleasure and an honor. Thank you very much. Yeah. I wonder if you could start by sharing just a little bit about who you are and what you're about. So I'm about. Okay, so my name is Robin and I live in Colorado, which is to me where my heart and soul need to be at this point mm-hmm. in my life. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, what am I about? So at this point in my life, I'm, I'm really in my crone stage. So I'm kind of embracing all of that, like the acceptance of aging and the acceptance of loving myself, my body, the way I look Mm. and the way I want to show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always been a little outspoken, but I'm even more outspoken. (laughs) I remember one time I told, uh, this woman that I worked with, I'm like, I really wish I was more outspoken. And she just looked at me like, (laughs) and she's like, okay. (laughs) It's funny how you see yourself and how others experience you. Um, And I've stopped coloring my hair. It's been almost nine months. So that in itself is, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I think after just a little bit, it was like, my thought was, wow, what have I been hiding from myself all this time? Mm. So that's kind of where I am. That's kind of almost the theme of my life right now. It's like, who am I really? And Mm -hmm. what do I have to share and say? And how do I want to show up? Like authentically, of course, I want it to be authentic, but we always think we are authentic. Mm -hmm. So I'm just uncovering all of that right now. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue into this topic. (laughs) So when I say the words, your truest voice, what comes up for you? So I feel like my truest voice changes as I change, Mm. as I grow and transform. So at any moment, my truest voice could be different in just a breath, depending on 
what I've experienced or what thoughts come into my head or what new information comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like that. I think what you're sharing is also kind of permission to, um, to change, right? That we don't have to decide that um, I believe a certain thing and that's never going to change or I am a certain way and that's never going to change that that or I am only right yeah. and and in doing that you of course block receiving any miraculous thing that the universe has for you mm -hmm. on your path. Yeah. yeah absolutely so what practices have helped you tease out your voice from amongst all the other voices that come in from the world um, you know, to add, like you're saying, to uncover and unravel who you are inside and what you have to say. Other than being led and inspired by my guides, I would say writing and being in sisterhoods. Mm. So I had like a deep sister wound, which I didn't even know what that was. Um, until like the last three or four years maybe. Mm -hmm. But what I found was there, if it's a sovereign sisterhood, it's supporting and nourishing and encouraging and it makes you accountable for yourself. Mm -hmm. Where I found that a lot of times, um, based on the way we're raised and our family dynamic, as adults, we tend to blame others for our experiences. So in a true sovereign sisterhood, you're accountable for yourself, period. Mm -hmm. You have all the support and nourishment you need, but at the end of the day, it's all up to you. Um, also, learning to trust myself and love myself more than I ever thought possible. And again, that kind of goes with this particular phase of my life. Mm -hmm. And you can't deny your truth when you love yourself that way. It doesn't matter if the truth is good or not good in your eyes, you know, whatever your, um, whatever your perception of that is, mm -hmm. you can still love yourself through that. Um, and writing, I found that writing is a beautiful way to find your truest voice. Um, even if it's just a blog or if it's emails or something in your journal, Mm -hmm. For myself, I noticed that sometimes it does take a while. We try to follow a formula or what we think people want to read and hear or how it's supposed to look or sound. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you just write in your own voice and then there's no other way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like what you're saying about um, that love and acceptance of yourself the good and the bad I think that that's important I think a lot of times we hear messages to sort of look over the bad and to push it away mm -hmm. um, and I just I don't I personally don't see a way to to shift those things without looking at them and loving them and accepting them as they are and then from there you can make different choices or well and if you those are you shouldn't have this. You know, mm -hmm. that happens a lot in the world of spiritual people and healers. If you're a healer, you shouldn't have this. Mm -hmm. But what happens sometimes that 
whatever you want to call it, the bad or the darkness or the shadow, however you want to refer to it, sometimes it can actually contribute. It can actually support you. Absolutely. First, you have to acknowledge it and get to know it. And what are its gifts? How did it support you in the past? And then how can you tweak that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you share a time in your life when you were holding back your voice and what helped you to free it? I would say most of my childhood and a good part of my adult life, I held back my voice. Mm. I learned very quickly that my voice, my thoughts, my needs, they were not as important as anyone else's. And that's something I learned at a very early age. Mm -hmm. Drama or issues took front and center. And as a highly sensitive person, I was able to pick up on that without even being told. So then I just applied it to everybody everywhere. So I became the peacemaker and the behind the scenes support, denying what I needed, mm -hmm. like consistently. So what helped me free her is I had a turning point in my life in my 30s um, where that true, that true essence of me became so small that she told me if I didn't do something, she would die. Hmm. Both an energetic death and a physical death. I could literally foretell my physical death. So the powerful thing was that even as small as she had become, her voice was big and powerful. Like I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. And that kind of began my journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I completely resonate with your story. <laughs> it's very similar to mine. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was scary. It was very scary because everything I'd done up to that point, I came face to face with what I had done to myself. Yeah. And what was happening and I knew that in that moment I had a choice to make I could listen to that big powerful voice that was about this big mm -hmm. or I can continue on with this facade that I was living mm -hmm. so it was a scary moment yeah so what has um, reaching in and sharing that voice done for you Well, it's given me confidence. Um, it's made, I feel the word that keeps coming up for me is brave. I feel very brave, like all the time. Even when I'm terrified, I yeah. feel very brave. There are very few things that I don't stand toe to toe with if they come up and make me fearful. Mm. It might take me a little bit to get there, but I'm bound and determined. It will not conquer me. Um, it helped me to stay tuned into my own intu intuition. Like when you let tune in to your truest voice, you, you then tune into your own intuition. Yeah. You raise others up who are finding their voice. But most of all, it's helped me remember me, who I am at my core, at a soul level. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of still an ongoing thing. That's kind of an everyday peeling off of those layers and thoughts and behaviors and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we we all have some of that experience of all those layers that are piled on top of us from childhood or the messages we get from society and that at some point we kind of have this wake up of, okay, this isn't me and starting to like peel away those layers and try to get down to the heart of it. And I can, you know, as you're talking about just sort of tuning into your voice and your intuition, I can just feel the power in that, in that, you know, with the bravery and, you know, I think you can't, bravery doesn't exist without some sort of fear, right? Yeah. Right. If you're not afraid or terrified or whatever, you don't need to be brave. You just do it. <laughs> so. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lots of fear. There's lots of fear. Like every day there's something to be fearful of, like internally. Mm-hmm. Um whether it's happening in your external world or internally. So, but the more I work at it and the more I do it, the more I, I'm like, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are going to have a come to Jesus meeting. (laughs) (laughs) In what way? So I'm going to ask a question that I did not send you beforehand. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just a little warning. Um, in what ways does your business reflect your truest, truest voice? I think maybe that's something I'm discovering mm. at this point. And I'm sure it, it has all along. Um, but I'm kind of discover, discovering how to do that intentionally now. Yeah. And I think maybe it's about the way it, it reflects my truest voice would be my ability to create safe space for people because mm-hmm. that is probably the number one thing for me is, and you and I've talked about this before, feeling safe in the world. Yeah. So my ability to create a safe space and a sacred space where people are comfortable being at their most vulnerable Mm -hmm. um i i actually don't know how else to describe it Mm -hmm. write down and think about though how does my business reflect my truest voice interesting i think even with your your massage and body work having that you know in that space people are coming and sort of giving their body to you to work on it's a very vulnerable place for people to be not not everybody experiences that some people just come in and they get naked and they're on the table and they <laughs> right right but most people have a few moments of oh especially if they don't know you right yeah yeah not sure what to expect yeah exactly and then you have people who everyone has a different level of comfort or vulnerability too. Uh-huh. You know, my level of vulnerability, if I go to somebody new for healing or body work, well, there are just certain things that I'm not comfortable with and some things I am, and that's completely different for every person that's mm-hmm. in the space and on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think by meeting people exactly as they are, it's another way that you create that safe 
mm -hmm. environment. Mm -hmm. um, what voices do you wish the world could hear more from? And are there any specific voices that you want to lift up and share with us today? So this was a really good one. <laughs> um, so we're hearing from women today and those who identify as women. And in my experience, we are hearing from women of color and other unique groups such as our LBGDQ, those beautiful people. But what I'd like to hear from now or who I would like to hear from now are our men. Hmm. So not the patriarchal man that we can't shut up because they <laughs> can't stop hearing them, right? Enough already. Enough, like shut <laughs> it, to shut it. But our men, like our husbands and our brothers and our neighbors, what is this all like for them? Because hmm. while our world is shifting and changing and so is theirs, they're being flipped on their ends, right? So any movement that comes through, it's not just for one group in particular because everything affects everyone in some way. Mm -hmm. And I've always had this belief that where one person's rights begin, another person's rights are infringed upon. It's just the way it works. Yeah. Can't be autonomous like that. But what do our men need now? What experience are they having? What, what are they feeling and thinking about themselves in the world today? Personally, I feel as though they just don't know who or what they're supposed to be now because mm -hmm. most of us were trained to be what we are expected to be. Yeah. Right. And, and let's be honest here. The patriarchy is programmed into them and to us. Right. So we're doing our best to break out of it, but how do the men feel about this? Like mm -hmm. what, what kind of position do they feel it puts them in? And I feel so many of them don't quite know what their place in the world is. Hmm. Yeah, what's the new paradigm? What's the new model? Yeah. So how are they supposed to act? It's like, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen people talk about a man opens a door for a woman and she insults him. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just being kind, right? I open right. for people. He's just being kind to her and he's being respectful. So uh, particularly with this Me Too movement and um, with our current government and everything that's happening there, I can see where a portion of them, like our men, is how I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to claim it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, our men don't fit into that other group. Uh, what is it like for them? I would love to hear, you know, because in, in my eyes, I don't see their role changing, but softening just a little bit and maybe opening just for a, a deeper understanding. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all, that's it. That's all yeah. they have to do, right? Yeah. Or do you know of any, like, have you seen any men starting to speak about this or do you follow any? No, although oh. I did get a clue on a podcast the other day so I'm going to check that out. Um, but no, hmm. other than that one. No. Yeah. And that's probably um, my failing right there too, is not seeking that out. Like, where can I find men who are navigating this? And what is it like for them? 
Yeah. So I have a better understanding of what they need or what words can I use or actions can I take to make the men in my life feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not insulted when I, my feminist has something to say, you know? Right. Because <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, the specific voices I would like to hear from, and this is kind of, I don't know where this came from, but I've been so inspired lately by poets. Hmm. So I don't, mostly I'll just see a poem or part of a poem that someone posts or it's at the end of a email or something. And it just makes my heart expand hmm. at the beauty of it, right? It's just so, it's so internal and so loving and, and expressive. And I think if we had more of that, people could just take a deep breath and expand their hearts and relax. Hmm. And then I was thinking, what if each day our radio stations or news stations recited a beautiful, uplifting line from a poem? I mean, how would that affect you? Yeah. Right? I might, probably not, but I might watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> it might lighten it a little bit, right? It might lighten it. It might make it easier to swallow. Yes, yes. I probably wouldn't watch the whole thing, but I would watch for that part. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. So I it just, and I think it's that there's so much out there right now, and it's just so embittered and they're battling and and I've been seeing these pieces of poems and I'm like oh, yes can we just have more of that please yeah it just kind of brings you back like oh this is how I'm supposed to feel right yeah it reminds us of like the beauty of life and the joy of life that's gets buried by all the crap that's happening well, because it puts our nervous systems in that sympathetic response, which is that fight or flight. Yeah. And, and our world is so fast and so busy that many, many, many of us stay in that response 24 hours a day. Mm. And it is just gradually killing you. It's affecting your health. It's affecting your relationships. It's affecting how you show up in the world. It's affecting you bringing your medicine out into the world. Absolutely. It affects everything your your own it affects how you feel about yourself mm -hmm. oh yeah just a little more poetry <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that yeah. thank you for sharing that um how can we find you and hear more of your voice well thank you for asking <laughs> um, you can work with me directly as i do in-person and distance work and video conferencing so I do um, Zoom coaching and healings. Um, on Facebook, on each Monday, I do a Facebook Live, and I talk about all things shamanic and how to bring shamanic living into your everyday life. Um, that page is called Alchemy of Light. I'm also on Instagram under the same title. Um, you can subscribe to my website which is alchemy333.com, where I send out um, random emails. I wish I could schedule them, but I'm very inspirational when I write. So mm -hmm. when it flows, it flows. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. And I try not to push that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have some blog posts on my website that you're welcome to read. I have a free 
meditation on there. So those are good ways. Wonderful. Thank you. If your truest voice had one thing to say today, what would it say? She would say, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Above all else, trust you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Robin. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in the Garden of Belonging. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any others. And if you leave a review, it really helps it reach and support more people. If you'd like to explore these topics more deeply, join me in the Garden of Belonging community. There's a link in the show notes for more information about that. Until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs.